We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
We hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
knows how much sand is on the shores Sees every sparrow that falls He made the mountains and the seas He's in control of everything Of all creatures great and small And he knows my name Every step that I take
first To admit I don't deserve The kind of favor you have always shown You don't have to tell me To prove how much you love me And I
beyond the pain and Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music. Thank you. 
wings I am safely abiding, though the night deepens and tempests are one. Still I can trust him, I know he will keep me. He has redeemed me and I am his child. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Under his wings what a refuge in sorrow, how the heart yearningly turns to its rest. Often when earth has no balm for my healing, there I find comfort and there I am blessed. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Under his wings, oh, what precious enjoyment, there will I hide till life's trials are home. Sheltered, protected, no evil can harm me. Resting in Jesus, I'm safe evermore. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Out of my bondage, sorrow and night, Jesus I
blessed will to abide, Jesus, I come to Thee. Listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. I wish that I could roll the curtain back again. Rewind the hands of Father Time. There's so much more that I do and I would say, but all I really have is today. So here I am, use me Lord, give me words to sing and say.
darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. New chapter, Help in Daily Living. There is an eloquence far more powerful than the eloquence of words in the quiet, consistent life of a pure, true Christian. What a man is has more influence than what he says. The officers who were sent to Jesus came back with the report that never man spoke as he spoke. But the reason for this was that never man lived as he lived. Had his life been other than it was, he could not have spoken as he did. His words bore with them a convincing power, because they came from a heart pure and holy, full of love and sympathy, benevolence and truth. It is our own character and experience that determine our influence upon others. In order to convince others of the power of Christ's grace, we must know its power in our own hearts and lives. The gospel we present for the saving of souls must be the gospel by which our own souls are saved. Only through a living faith in Christ as a personal saviour is it possible to make our influence felt in a sceptical world. If we would draw sinners Out of the swift-running current, our own feet must be firmly set upon the rock, Christ Jesus. The badge of Christianity is not an outward sign, not the wearing of a cross or a crown, but it is that which reveals the union of man with God. By the power of His grace manifested in the transformation of character, the world is to be convinced 
that God has sent His Son as its Redeemer. No other influence that can surround the human soul has such power as the influence of an unselfish life. The strongest argument in favour of the Gospel is a loving and lovable Christian. Subheading The Discipline of Trial To live such a life, to exert such an influence, costs at every step effort, self-sacrifice, discipline. It is because they do not understand this that many are so easily discouraged in the Christian life. Many who sincerely consecrate their lives to God's service are surprised and disappointed to find themselves, as never before, confronted by obstacles and beset by trials and perplexities. They pray for Christ-likeness of character, for a fitness for the Lord's work, and they are placed in circumstances that seem to call forth all the evil of their nature. Faults are revealed of which they did not even suspect the existence. Like Israel of old, they question, If God is leading us, why do all these things come upon us? It is because God is leading them that these things come upon them. Trials and obstacles are the Lord's chosen methods of discipline and His appointed conditions of success. He who reads the hearts of men knows their characters better than they themselves know them. He sees that some have powers and susceptibilities which rightly directed might be used in the advancement of his work. In his providence, he brings these persons into different positions and varied circumstances that they may discover in their own character the defects which have been concealed from their own knowledge. He gives them opportunity to correct these defects and to fit themselves for his service. Often he permits the fires of affliction to assail them that they may be purified. The fact that we are called upon to endure trial shows that the Lord Jesus sees in us something precious which he desires to develop. If he saw in us nothing whereby he might glorify his name, he would not spend time in refining us. He does not cast worthless stones into his furnace. It is valuable ore that he refines. The blacksmith puts the iron and steel into the fire that he may know what manner of metal they are. The Lord allows his chosen ones to be placed in the furnace of affliction, to prove what temper they are of and whether they can be fashioned for his work. The potter takes the clay and moulds it according to his will. He kneads it and works it. He tears it apart and presses it together. He wets it, then he dries it. He lets it lie for a while without touching it. When it is perfectly pliable, he continues the work of making a vessel of it. He forms it into a shape and on the wheel trims and polishes it. He dries it in the sun and bakes it in the oven. Thus, it becomes a vessel fit for use. 
So the great master worker desires to mould and fashion us. And as the clay is in the hands of the potter, so are we to be in his hands. We are not to try to do the work of the potter. Our part is to yield ourselves, to be moulded by the master worker. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. 1 Peter 4, verses 12 and 13. In the full light of day and in the hearing of the music of other voices, the caged bird will not sing the song that his master seeks to teach him. He learns a snatch of this, a trill of that, but never a separate and entire melody. But the master covers the cage and puts it where the bird will listen to the one song he is to sing. In the dark, he tries and tries again to sing that song until it is learned, and he breaks forth into perfect melody. Then the bird is brought out, and ever after he can sing that song in the light. Thus God deals with his children. He has a song to teach us, and when we have learned it amid the shadows of affliction, we can sing it ever afterward. Many are dissatisfied with their life work. It may be that their surroundings are uncongenial. Their time is occupied with commonplace work. When they think themselves capable of higher responsibilities, often their efforts seem to them to be unappreciated or fruitless. Their future is uncertain. Let us remember that while the work we have to do may not be our choice, it is to be occupied as God's choice for us. Whether pleasing or unpleasing, we are to do the duty that lies nearest. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither you go. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 if the Lord desires us to bear a message to Nineveh, it will not be as pleasing to him for us to go to Joppa or to Capernaum. He has reasons for sending us to the place toward which our feet have been directed. At that very place, there may be someone in need of the help we can give. He who sent Philip to the Ethiopian counsellor, Peter to the Roman centurion, and the little Israelitish maiden to the help of Naaman, the Syrian captain, sends men and women and youth today as his representatives to those in need of divine help and guidance. Subheading God's plans the best. Our plans are not always God's plans. He may see that it is best for us and for his cause to refuse our very best intentions as he did in the case of David. But of one thing we may be assured, 
He will bless and use in the advancement of his cause those who sincerely devote themselves and all they have to his glory. If he sees it best not to grant their desires, he will counterbalance the refusal by giving them tokens of his love and entrusting to them another service. In his loving care and interest for us, often he understands us better than we understand ourselves, refuses to permit us selfishly to seek the gratification of our own ambition. He does not permit us to pass by the homely but sacred duties that lie next to us. Often these duties afford the very training essential to prepare us for a higher work. Often our plans fail that God's plans for us may succeed. We may never be called upon to make a real sacrifice for God. Many things he asks us to yield to him, but in doing this we are but giving up that which hinders us in the heavenward way. Even when called upon to surrender those things, which in themselves are good, we may be sure that God is thus working out for us some higher good. In the future life, the mysteries that here have annoyed and disappointed us will be made plain. We shall see that our seemingly unanswered prayers and disappointed hopes have been among our greatest blessings. We are to look upon every day, however humble, as sacred because it is part of God's service. Our daily prayer should be, Lord, help me to do my best. Teach me how to do better. Give me energy and cheerfulness. Help me to bring into my service the loving ministry of the Saviour. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift. Psalm 75 is not written by David, but by another psalm writer, Asaph. And again, it is for the choir director. And the thought of this psalm is gratitude for the goodness of God's judgments. Our voices express the thanks of our hearts to you, O God, for the wonderful things you have done show that you are near. You say, I will choose the appointed time when I will judge in truth. The earth and its people will quake with fear, but I will not let it dissolve. I said to the arrogant of earth, do not live a pride-filled life. And to the wicked I said, do not thrust upward your buck-like horns showing off your strength, so do not speak so insolently. Do not look to be lauded from the east, nor by the men of the west or the south, for it is God who is the judge. He is the one who brings one man down and exalts another. In the land of God there is a cup. The wine is red and mixed with spices, and he pours it out for the wicked of the earth, who shall drink it down to the dregs. 
but I will proclaim God's name. I will sing praises to the God of Israel. All the power of the wicked I will prick, but the humility of the righteous shall be exalted.